This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on an NFL Sunday. You know what time it is. It's time to fill those pockets with money. It's time to make those fantasy teams into the playoffs because I know we're getting one inch closer, one week closer to that. Just that, the NFL fantasy playoffs, and I hope we can get you into that. Also, standing in studio, like always, my partner, the statistician, at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. One week closer to the fantasy playoffs we are. Well, before we even get going, let's get to the man behind the glass because there's so much to get to. As soon as you said one week closer, I was about to just start just getting into the nitty-gritty, though. But behind the glass, Tyler Seto, what's going on, my man? What's up, my guys? It's a Sunday that we're going to need a little bit of everyone's input on here because you guys out there listening as well, 713-780-3776 because... All hell has broken loose. We could call it COVID hell. We knew it was coming at one point or another, but here we are. It's NFL Sunday. We're two hours pre-kickoff, and there's still uh, question marks to go on with this particular week. What do you think? Man, there's there's a lot to take into account. If, you know, if you have Ravens or Steelers, it looks like the game's going to happen, but if it doesn't, this isn't a week where you want to take a zero, so... I guess pay attention to Adam Schefter up until kickoff and, and make the most educated you know decision you can make. Tight end Mark Andrews, which is a type 1 diabetic. Unfortunately, he came down with it now. Um, they I saw some of the interviews or, or the, the questions they had him, and, and he said he basically never really even thought about opting out. It wasn't ever really even an option. Here we are, 11 tests now that have gone positive, a uh, total of 20 that were put on the COVID list just for tracing. We even have Lamar Jackson. I mean, once you have big names, it's funny because we tend to think that, I mean, COVID's the same whether you're an athlete, whether you're a janitor, whatever, you know, whatever you're doing, it just, you're, COVID's the same. So why, in, inside the context of football, when it's just like a regular name, you're like, ah, when it's Lamar Jackson, right? You, you kind of, it kind of hits you in a different way. No doubt about it. And I mean, that's a big deal for the Ravens not having their starting quarterback. So, I wonder if, you know, teams are going to be a little more careful here going forward. It's really spreading. It's the holiday season. It, it's going to get worse before it gets better. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975. If you've got anything to input on this, because like I said, your guess is as good as mine. Josh was saying, for example, his fantasy league starts the playoffs next week. Fortunately, he has the two-week thing, but... We know that the NFL is on super alert that they're shutting down facilities Monday and Tuesday because they know that everyone hung out with their families on Thanksgiving. So they're preparing for this. What happens if if this outbreak hits next week and you're in the playoffs? Just sorry for you, right? Yeah. I mean, we made all those, you know, little tweaks to our fantasy teams and, and leagues to 
to have extra IR spots. So this is the time to use that stuff that hopefully you you prepare for that. If you had to guess right now what the punishment is, because we saw what they did to the Saints. We're talking about 500000 and a seventh-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Once you start talking about draft picks and on money, because usually when it's money, you think, ah, oh, these guys are rich, yep. you know, five hundred. Once you start talking about draft picks, and yes, it is a seventh, but still, it's a draft pick. What are they going to do to the Ravens? Throw these guys in jail? <laughs> I think if it's just that one person, I guess you know they'll get punished for it. But if they see that it's a lot of people and that it's the organization that they're, they've been cutting corners, then I think you will see another big fine and maybe draft picks. But if it's just that one guy, man, imagine you know Harbaugh coming to you and he knows you're the one guy that got his entire team sick. You, he won't work there much longer. Now we say, so what? What? What would be the fine, or what would be the case as far as punishment? Because, I, like I was talking to you pre-show, Roethlisberger says that he, you know, they put him on on quarantine twice, self quarantine, just to make sure. He said he sat next to the guy that had it on the airplane. He didn't. Fortunately, he didn't come out with it. And another time, the guy was in the huddle with him. I guess. He didn't come out with it either time, though. So what are these guys doing? Do you think it's something extra that they're being just extra? I just know not showing no precautions. We saw the Saints from that video. You got Sean Payton coach doing the Dougie, doing all types of dances in the locker room. Winston is licking his his W. Uh, I mean, that that's just COVID central. Uh-huh. No, man, it's it's going to be a real issue, especially if playoffs come around. We were talking about, too, I, what do you do with you know somebody like Mahomes? You just wrap him in bu- bubble wrap, spray him with Lysol, keep him at the facility, don't let him go anywhere. But really, I think as we get closer to the playoffs, they need to do like MLB did. And you know when the playoffs got really far along, they they were basically in a bubble. They just went to the stadium and went to their hotel, and that was about it. I think we could be seeing something like that. The NFL's not messing around. That that is smart of them to close the facilities on Monday and Tuesday. But, but a lot of this is random, right? Like. Sometimes if you're next to the person and they have it, maybe they're not super contagious at that time. Sometimes you just get lucky. I'll tell you who didn't get lucky. What do these guys got in common? Drew Locke, Brett Ripken, Blake Bortles. What do these guys all have in common? Uh, great quarterbacks. Well, oh, I should have I known. Yeah, no, honestly, you see this. The Broncos quarterback room has gone under as far as COVID regulations. They all have to sit out. Insert one Kendall Hinton. Um, to be honest, I didn't know anything about him whenever I heard the name. I had to go look him up. Well, for good reason. A, a month ago, he was doing sales, I read. <laughs> he was doing sales. Then he got promoted to the practice squad, and then he wakes up today as the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. The spread tells, tells the truth of everything. Fifteen and a half points now. What do you think about that? Man, this one's... A lot of people ran to their waiver wire to to pick up Kendall Hinton, you know, because you could you could start him as a flex, basically, right? And so, before that, people were rushing to get Royce Freeman, yes, because he was rumored to be the starting quarterback. I mean, if somebody would have told you, look at this, 2020, there's going to be a, a tight end that's going to be playing quarterback against a receiver that's going to be playing quarterback. <laughs> that's what we have on the table today: a tight end that's playing quarterback on one end, representing his team, and another guy that was doing sales. A month ago, I just I don't know what to say. This is how bad it is that the Broncos went playing. This is Plan B, okay? This guy, he's Plan B. Plan A was a guy that's on the offensive coaching staff. <laughs> the Broncos went to the NFL and said, "This guy," and they said, "Who is this?" Well, he's a coach. I said, "We can't have this." 
there's not going to be any coaches playing quarterback for you on Sunday. And then they say, well, give us till Tuesday. How about a doubleheader on Tuesday they asked for? The NFL shut that down as well. The NFL's not playing. You think they're happy about the Ravens doing this on Thanksgiving, that, that night's late? Now all of a sudden they have to go out of their ways. More money has to be involved to make that game happen. This is bad news. No, they, they want to get this done. Also because it's, you know, it's the Broncos, and they know the Broncos aren't going anywhere this year. You know, the Saints will probably just stomp them. So they just want to get the game over with, and they want to get it played, which, you know, makes sense to me. But I wanted to see John Elway out there, but he has to play, like, in a suit. You know, get Elway out there. That would eh, be more entertaining than probably what we're going to see today. I wish there was tape on the conversation as how they picked this guy. Like, man, I think you do remember seeing him throwing practice, right? He was ripping it. Or Freeman's over there, like, thinking – I mean, I can throw. You know, they yeah. go around the room like, which one of you guys has thrown a football in the last, you know, calendar year? Let's see it. Three hands go up. All right, let's see it. Rip it. You know, you can see Elway just take off his shirt. This is the way I need you to throw. Uncle he, Rico? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need you to throw it over these mountains. You know, I could just see him just being all into, well, that looked like a good throw. How do you feel about starting Sunday? That's what we are right now. I want to say I can't believe this, but. I can in a certain fashion, but I didn't think that we were going to have this, just a backup or a squad guy playing quarterback, and then, like I said, a tight end on the other side. Man, the, the other teams need to learn from this, right? We talked about this before the season started, right? These guys are all in team meetings together. You know, all your quarterbacks are in the quarterback room together. If one person has it, now you have to quarantine everybody, and, you know, it's very likely they could get sick. The NFL, they're going to change this, these teams, to where I don't think they're they're going to have one quarterback, like, isolated. You know what I mean? Like, every week. You have to because nobody wants this to happen again. They need to have an all-time quarterback. You remember when you were a kid, someone was yeah. all-time? Yes. They need to have an all-time just sitting there. Like, I don't even know who's out on the shelf right now, but someone that could just, <laughs> all right, we'll fill him in. He, he's 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 the, the default guy. That's what they need because he's the designated survivor. Yeah, he is. designated survivor. You get him in there, and it's like, well, who do we got right here? Oh, okay, well, yeah, put him in. Then all of a sudden, someone else is like, well, we need him next week. <laughs> you know, that, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, both of you, from a organizational standpoint, say it's week, you know, third week or, or the divisional round of the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, Mahomes comes down with it, but he's like, man, I'm perfectly fine. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't even know if I have this. What do you do there? I mean, what are you really going to go out and, and and just take them? I mean, do we trust people? We saw Turner hit the field in the World Series. I'm not putting anything past him. Well, I think n- most of it relies on getting a negative test. So if they can get a positive test and then they can follow that up with a negative, then I think the NFL is like, well, okay, so you got a false positive, so you quarantine for a day or two or whatever it is and then you're fine, or they have to get, like, three negative tests in a row, they're just going to bring in some, like, mob boss doctor, like, mob <laughs> boss vet to give them a shady uh, COVID test, and they're, do- they're done. That's it. It's going to be a real shady doctor. He's going to say, what do you need, a COVID test, a weed license? You know, it's one of those guys, or, or oil change. I can do all three right now for the same price. That's what you're going to have on your hands. I don't trust any of it, to be honest with you. I just know that somewhere along the line, someone's gonna, someone's going to hide something. Well, yeah, maybe they, they don't report their symptoms, right? But the problem is, is they get tested every day. So even if you don't say anything, you know, if you're positive, you're going to pop positive. But then you're right. What do they do after that? Do they hide that test? 
but then you risk them getting your entire team sick. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't know. And then who knows? Like, $500,000 is a lot of money for a team, or kind of. But then you start thinking, like, if if you're lying about tests, like, how severe is the punishment? Do they take away our, all your draft picks? Do you do they forfeit a whole season? Who knows? It, it, there's no telling. And once you start playing around with false positives, man, last time I saw somebody play with that, they ended up with a son eight years later they didn't know about false positives. <laughs> Here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Hold on, hold up a second, man. I never met to a Metro Dane. You better... To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Hit us up with any of your fantasy questions, any of your gambling needs, anything you want to get off your chest over the last week. I know that I had one of my biggest bets of the season. I dropped two max bombs on Thanksgiving on the Houston Texans, minus three, and the team total over 27 and a half. Any uh, thoughts on that game before we get going with this week's slate? Man, Deshaun looking great again. Will Fuller, another big game. I was really impressed. It feels like ever since you know Bill O'Brien's been gone, Deshaun's been playing a, a lot better brand of football. So it's what we thought. A little better coaching, and Deshaun's playing better, and you know, maybe he's realizing that if people want to come and take the Texans GM and coaching job, he's got to give people a reason to to want to take over that franchise. And the way he's playing, that's a great reason. You may not have a lot of draft picks. You may be up against the cap. But, hey, I got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Deshaun's playing like that now. If I'm a GM, I'm a lot more interested in the Texans because Watson is just – he's playing out of his mind. Something else about Watson that he gained, his foundation got it got beefed up after this because the the fans of the Lions went out and supported him because of the performance because we know what happened after that. They had to blow up everything from the coaching staff. Patricia's out. That's where you're at now. The Lions donated, they say, over like $1,200 to Deshaun Watson's. They kind of did what, remember the Bengals a few years ago when they did that play at the end of the game to get uh, the Bills in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, all those fans started donating to Andy Dalton's. Uh, whatever his charity is, same thing happened with Watson. All the fans came out and said, thank you for relieving us of the this coaching staff. And we'll no longer have – I mean, what are you going to remember from that whole tenure as a coach for Patricia? The pencil and the laminated, uh, you know, play sheet, that's all he was. That's about it. Yeah, the, the pencil behind the ear. And, my Lord, the Belichick coaching tree. We see it again. Just terrible when people leave the Patriots. And that's the thing, Josh. I think – that people are terrible from that coaching tree because they try to be Belichick. Yep. You can't try to be Belichick. That's it's just that it's just not it doesn't work that way. They think because I was in the room with him, I know the way he thinks. At the end of the day, it's football is so many small game situations that 
it goes on a lot of it's on instinct. Sure. You can't you can learn what's on paper. You can't learn instinct that you you're born with that. And I think that that's what they lack. They try to be that guy. How much trust do you have if your coach sits around with a pencil in his ear and walking around with a laminated play sheet? He tried to be like that guy. He practiced in a different way that, that the players weren't. Remember, Darius Slay came out and said, I mean, we're not about this. Yeah, remember he was putting him outside. Remember that story? <laughs> in the snow in Detroit. It's no like, way. what is this? Yes. It's hilarious, man. But it just – and remember like how much draft capital and, and free agency they piled into that defense. It's still one of the worst defenses in the league. And Patricia supposed to be this great defensive mind. It didn't work at all. That and then the run game. Remember the consecutive games without having a 100-yard rusher? It's since Reggie Bush was on the team. Uh, just think yeah. about that. Just think about that, and that's all you have to know. Let's get over to Lamont on the HRP listener line. He has something to say about the Ravens. What's going on, Lamont? Hey man, I got a question, man, uh, about this Ravens, uh, Ravens Steelers game. Uh, I don't know if this is hypocrisy uh, uh, by the NFL, but I read Schefter, and he said that if they were if they were to postpone this game or whatever, uh, uh, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but he was laying it out what would happen if they were to postpone or forfeit the game. Uh, one of the teams would take a uh, one of the teams would take a loss. But neither of the teams, uh, neither of the teams would get paid, and I'm like, how is that even possible? Uh, when I'm watching, uh, well, I, I, well, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking, what about when guys go on IR, and what about when guys, uh, you know, sit out for a game? You know, they still getting paid. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad or, you know, indifferent about it or anything. It just didn't make sense that they wouldn't get paid for a game uh, if they forfeited the game when. You know, you're paying these guys uh, uh, when they're not playing anyway uh, in different situations. And that's all I had, fellas. Uh, keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it, Lamont. Yeah, no, at this point, I think it's 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 plain and simple right now with the NFL. They're showing you how pissed off. You're hurting my pocket. I'm hurting your pocket. Mm. In regular terms, in the regular season, they're thinking, all right, well, it's, it's not directly hurting them. The show goes on. This right here, having to move off a of Thanksgiving night, the, the Steelers – Ravens on Thanksgiving night. Think about the magnitude of that game. What it? I mean, everyone was going to be sitting in front of the TV like they do on, the, and especially a, a good game. It's not the butt fumble. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that game. It's it's Ravens Steelers uh, at the top of the at the at the top of that division after the last game that just happened with the four turnovers. Can't and then this happens, and then they have to move it to Tuesday. They're pissed. The NFL is pissed, and all, I mean, I'm just reading right now from Schefter. The Broncos and Ravens are under investigation for potential discipline. Per sources, every team has alleged COVID protocol violations, and they get reviewed. It's standard NFL and NFLPA first work to control the spread, then review the facts, then considers discipline for any violations. Man, it's funny though. You know, the NFL still works to where you get your bonuses and everything, but you get a game check every week. So I guess that's kind of where the loophole is to where they're like, well, you didn't play a game, so you don't get a game check. You know what I mean? And you can tell they're upset or they wouldn't be nickel and diamond them like this. The NFL's hanging on. And I'm not going to say for dear life because they, they got their product. But as far as these teams not having not being able to have the capacity in their stadiums and they're losing money left and right. They're selling those tickets. That's I mean, at the gate, you make a ton of money. They're desperate. And if you're one of the bumps in the road of the NFL getting to point Z, which is the end of the season somehow, then there's going to be repercussions. There is. And you know what? The Thanksgiving games weren't very competitive either. You know, so, so since there wasn't a Ravens-Steelers, the, the Texans blew out the Lions and the Washington football team 
crushed the Cowboys. I mean, those games were were over in the third quarter, really. And that's what sucks because right now we're going into an uh, an important week of football, and here we are again with COVID talk. And that's something that we had all off season when there was nothing else to talk about. Now that we're here. It's just such a big deal that we have to we have to give it some time. We don't even know what's going on at this point. It would have a few more Ravens come down. And I know that this Thanksgiving, we talked about the NFL fantasy playoffs starting for your league. What if next week? Okay, we have about a seven to ten day period gap right here that we're going to see who went out and hung out with their family and, and, and came back. And then that's going to be having to be traced again to when they came back at the facilities. It's going to be a mess. It is. And you saw the thing with the 49ers, right? They may not even be able to be in their stadium because of the new law, I guess, in the county or in the state of California. Santa Clara County. Yeah. So they might. I think they're looking at maybe having to share with the Arizona Cardinals. Exactly. Or whoever they're playing. And maybe I want that point. So two of their next three games are at home, not this week, but then they following two. And at this point, it's, 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 it, that's all you can do. But then they say that the Niners were prepared for this because they knew that maybe this could happen with the, you know, the. Well, the, Niners just went through it with like their whole receiving core had COVID. So they were kind of hamstrung, what, I think a week or two ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of been through it, but I don't think they want to go through it again. And I think, like, say they do have to share with the Cardinals, Cardinals are probably like, well, we don't want them in our stadium. They all had COVID yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. It just, I think you just got to paint it for what it is. What is this all about? If we're, they're going through all these extremities and then there's no plan, there's no structure, it's because of money. They need that money. We've seen yeah. in the, at, at, the, at the college level, you've seen programs have to shut down. They need this to happen. Go look at the college slate, and and it's empty. It, it was sad, me rolling last night about 4 or 5 after those midday games. And I'm like, all right, let's catch this night slate. And there was only like three or four. Most of them were just postponed, postponed, postponed. And it's, it's just you knew this was going to happen. But at, at at what pace? When did it happen? In college, it's it's almost there. They're they're trying. And, but then what happens there? Because it, it's different there. You don't win your way into to to the Super Bowl or to the college playoffs. You you know you you have to base not. There's not votes obviously, but the way. The, the votes obviously play a place, but also the standings you're in right now. So my question is, or this, what happens if Lawrence, okay, for example, he's one of the, he was on one of the top teams. What happens if it happens to one of the other teams? Are they going to go off and say, or, or do they put it in, in the athletes' hands and say, hey, we're just stepping off? Because you know the athletes, Lawrence and them, they all say, we're, we want to play. Like yep. Clemson last week, they say, we want to play. They canceled their game like an hour. We want to play at one point or another's. If you're going to look at these kids and they have parent guardians on some of them that, that they still can't make, the, then why not let them say, hey, let them let the family make the decision on this because at this point those kids are going to take a lot of losses. Not the Lawrences in the world. He's still going to go one, but what about these other kids? That's what I wonder. That guy that's going to say, man, I was going to go somewhere in that draft. Now no one even really knows me. No, I mean, it's a concern, but there's so many liability issues with college. You know what I mean? The, these universities are trying to avoid lawsuits. Can you, know, you have them sign off at one point and saying, "Hey, you're liable on your own"? And just, I, and I just say, and I say it loosely because I say in football, these guys are getting paid; they're under contract, so it's there's something to it for these college guys. It's like, well, what is it? My future? I'll sign my future over right now. You, you, we saw in the Big Ten, all those parents were saying, "Let's play ball." You know how much it costs to, to play kid, uh, sports as a kid. <laughs> these parents are they feel invested. Like we put our life into this. My kid is a star. Missing one year is going to set him back drastically. This is the prime of it. We're willing to take that chance. You got to, and I, and it's never going to happen. But 
That's what people are asking for. Let us make the decision. Well, they are, and I'm sure all the universities feel that way privately. You know, like, hey, let the kid, his parents sign off on it, and let's play. But publicly, they can't come out and say that. They have to act. They have to act like they care if something happens to somebody. Because we we really know college football is really just about printing money. And when you talk about printing money, one of the places I like to print money is at my bookie, Jerry. My bookie is the best place, guys, for you to get in on the action. And why not make the game a little more exciting? You know, the Texans aren't playing today, but there's a lot of other NFL games today. Make it a little more fun. Get yourself a little more invested in it. So you're going to want to go to mybookie.ag. And today is a perfect time because if you put in promo code radio, they will double your deposit. So, you know, maybe you want to put in a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. They will double it. You have all that extra money to gamble with. Jerry's going to give you some bets today. I'm going to give you some fantasy football plays. You're going to want to get over to mybookie.ag, and that's promo code radio, guys. You don't want to gamble on the gamble. It's really simple with mybookie. When you bet and you win, they actually pay you. That's kind of an important part, right? That's their slogan. You bet, you win, they pay. They pay you. You cash out. You're going to get your money, guys. So get over to mybookie.ag, promo code radio. Get that extra deposit incentive and get started today. You bet, you win, they pay. Mybookie. Hey, this is Trey Wingo. You're listening to ESPN 97.5 Houston. Hello. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open just for you. 713-780-3776. You don't want to talk to us at Moneyline 97.5. Or you can text us at that same number, 713-780-ESPN. Come hang out on Twitch. The whole fam's over there. Shout out to everyone. Chuck, Raj, Dr. Dre, Evil Hojo. Everyone's hanging out. If you want to be involved in your own little fantasy community, that's what we've built over on Twitch on ESPN 97.5 backslash or Twitch backslash ESPN 97.5. Um, you can go ahead and I'm telling you, you can fire off your own questions, gambling, whatever it is that you want to get off your chest on a Sunday morning. We've built our own little community there, and it's uh, it's going down right now as we speak. No doubt about it. We also, I just wanted to bring this up real quick too. We have a, we've done a really nice job on Sports Map, and we have a YouTube channel now, and we've gone over a million views already. Wow. We haven't even had it for a year yet. So guys, get over to YouTube and just you know hit the bell, receive notifications, updates every time we release a video. It's it's really good stuff. It's you know Texans, Rockets, Astros. You know usually features John and Lance, AJ, Charlie, Joel. Really good videos. Check it out. Thanks everybody for watching. Over a million views in that short amount of time is pretty impressive. We're really excited about it. Let's get into some games. I'm excited about this week. Where do you want to start? All right, let's do it. Let's jump into the games. Let's start with this uh, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Falcons game. Jerry, what do you think about this one? Raiders are three-point favorite here. doesn't look like Julio's going to go. That's a big part of my handicap. We know that Matt Ryan has been that much better. I mean, who's not going to be much better with Julio in the lineup? As far as fantasy-wise, it opens up the door for more Ridley, some gauge. No, I I agree. Go ahead. Julio officially ruled out. Officially out, okay. All I wanted to ask you is, though, do points, do you still see points in this game? Because I was going to drop earlier during the week the over, 53 and a half, 54. 
I woke up this morning. I was going to drop it again. Then I, then I read about the Julio news. Then I went and looked at Matt Ryan's splits without Julio. And they're drastically they, – they fall off. It's terrible. And, and last week we had somebody call and ask Matt Ryan or Tom Brady. And we said Matt Ryan because we thought Brady would struggle. And Brady did struggle. That was an ugly game. But we forget Matt Ryan is a different quarterback when Julio's not out there. Of course, we didn't know that Julio was going to get hurt. And after that, Matt Ryan couldn't do anything. Here's my concern, though, Jerry. You asked about points. So if, if they struggle, you know, Ridley's going to get extra attention. He'll get more targets, but he's going to have extra attention. Are they going to, and Gurley's not playing either. So I worry about Atlanta's offense. And then if Carr doesn't have to keep putting up points and throwing, this could be more of an under. You know what I mean? That's what scares me some. Now, the funny thing about Hill is ever since the Falcons' uh, bye week, Hill's been getting more and more reps. And it's kind of interesting to think that Gurley had 18 plus touches. That's what he was averaging pre bye week. Yep. I was even talking about, man, I'm surprised. I was surprised. I didn't think he still had the juice. He was still getting in the end zone. Now, all of a sudden, Brian Hill's coming into us. Is, this, is there something to this? I just, Hill has more juice. Gurley looks slow. I, I agree with you. It, so, I mean, it, it's actually a really good matchup. The Vegas, you know, Vegas Raiders really struggle to running backs. They give up a lot of points to running backs. So, I think Hill's a, you know, a low end number two running back this week. If you need him, I, I think you can fire him up. And, and with Carr, he was one of the guys we pushed a lot last week. He looked really good going against Mahomes in that game. I mean, he really did. He's playing some good football right now. So, you know, if you're desperate, maybe Aguilar today. Because we know the Falcons, they really struggle against receivers. So if you need a flex, a dart throw, maybe he's somebody you give a shot this week. Someone you definitely got to get in as far as your DFS lineups, Darren Waller. I think that he might be the top-scoring tight end this week. He leads that team and catches by double. That's that's just that who he, that's who he trusts. That's who he goes to. He should. I mean, he's a great player. And Derek Carr is just. I think he's in the third year of Gruden's system, and he's really starting to feel it. He just he looks like a different quarterback now. He surprised me. And just before we move to the next game, remember my pick was that Kansas City team total and the minus seven. We ended up splitting, but Carr he surprised me that game. He you could tell that he had that that offense under control. Everything seemed under control, and that's what you sometimes fear for him. If he can keep it that way and play comfortable the the Raiders are in trouble they just on that defensive side of the ball that's where they have their own trouble it is so I don't know do you have a lean do you think they cover the three points and it's in Atlanta <sighs> everything wants to tell me Atlanta here it just it just this is the spot for Atlanta Vegas coming off that win or or I'm sorry not that win that close to win that heartbreaking loss yep it just I think they put so much into that individual game we knew the rivalry there they they had already upset the Chiefs one time Ah, man, I just, I'm going to pass. If you want to play it, I would be on Falcons and over. Yeah, and I think as much as I want to, you know, just kill Matt Ryan because he was just garbage last week, it feels like he might be decent today. He's not going to be really good because we know no Julio, but, you know, maybe he just out of pride he plays a little better because he was just awful last week. All right, let's move along here. Arizona, New England. Man, this, this, Kind of shifted around a little bit now. Arizona's favored by one. The game is in New England. Kyler Murray dealing with the AC joint sprain with his throwing shoulder, but it looks like he's going to be good to go. What do you think about this one here? Patriots looking to bounce back after losing to the Texans last week. I'm confused on who the Patriots are. Yeah, I just I told I'm I should be done betting the Texans games though. I told you pre last week that I was done. And then all of a sudden I just started thinking. I went on the Patriots. Here I am again, Ofer on the year in Texans games. 
I don't know who New England is, though. I just don't know if I can trust them. On the other side, though, I know that on the defensive side of the ball, I know what you can get against them. I saw the Jets split them open some. I saw the, the Texans carve them open some. And I know that these quarterbacks, Jackson, Watson, and Wilson, all these quarterbacks, quarterback one, quarterback four, quarterback six, all running quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, he has wheels as well. Look for Kyler Murray to be a top five quarterback this week. Really? You like him that much, huh? And usually I'm a, man, Billichek's going to take away your best attribute. But at this point, I don't think he can. At this point, they just try to this this team, uh, this Patriots defense. They allow twenty plus yard plays, something that they never used to do. That's what they do. Gilmore's not the same guy anymore. Keep in mind, though, a lot of those stats are when Gilmore wasn't playing. You know, so what I mean. So that kind of skews the stats a little bit to where they look like they're worse than they really are. But we saw Watson kind of did whatever he wanted to him last week. So. I don't. Maybe Gilmore's still not a hundred percent, and that's what it is. So look, look, Gilmore on the other side of thirty, sixty-seven per completion rate. He allows ten yards per target, fifteen yards per catch, and it, anytime they throw it to his his coverage. Which again, it's a smaller sample size because he has been on and off, and maybe that injury. But at just at this, we'll know if if Belichick starts looking apart way soon. As soon as they get to that thirty-year mark, or if he keeps him, because Belichick usually knows when to off his guys. He, he does, and he also knows what to take away. So I'm guessing here. Hopkins is going to be the first thing he's, that Belichick's going to look at, right? You got to imagine. So then you go Fitzgerald's out with the COVID, right? Or not that he has COVID, but with he's not un, playing in the COVID list. So who does it go to? Because man, I'm telling you right now, I watch a lot of Cardinals games, and Andy Isabella is going to give me a heart attack one day. You know, he gets open, he gets down the field, and then he'll drop it, or or he'll make a a, a nice nice catch, and then he'll just make a boneheaded play, and you're just asking yourself, what are you doing here? I don't trust him at all. It's got to be a Kirk over the top game. Yeah, and you know you worry a little bit because you know New England has gotten pretty good corner play out of the, uh, their other corner, not Gilmore. But I, I'm with you. I, I think maybe Kirk gets loose down the field, but I don't love him this week. I have him in a fantasy league. I'm starting him because I don't have any better options. But so I'm just hoping he gets that one big play when he gets the targets. He's been good. I think he had like three games in a row with 20 points, and then he's fallen off a little bit. So and you know with the the uh, throwing shoulder injury to Kyler Murray. I hope that doesn't limit his downfield passing. Now, check this out. 70-plus yards and or a touchdown in seven of seven appearances for Damian Harris. Now you see Rex Burkhead out ACL. Sonny Michelle was a healthy scratch. Yep. You got to think Damian Harris is going to have a big part of this offense today, especially against a defense that you can run on. No doubt about it. We pushed him. We had a lot of maybe the most questions about Harris last week, and luckily we told everybody to play him. You know, him getting in the end zone really saved our bacon last week. But, yeah, I think, you know, Michelle, I think he gets a few touches this week, but this is Harris's backfield. And, of course, you know, James White, he's going to be back. He's like a cockroach. He won't go away. He will keep catching passes in that offense. He's had double-digit touches every week since week six, except for last week. That's the first time he didn't have. Other than that, double-digit touches. He just doesn't go away. No no doubt. All right, uh, what's your final take on this one? Minus one, you lean in Arizona or New England? No money on the side, just maybe a little lean on the over. I think it's a little low. I I do believe that the Cardinals will be able to move the ball, and I do think the Patriots can for sure run on that team. Okay, I'm with you. Let's hit this one real quick before the break. giants Bengals. This is the game everybody wants to watch, right, Jerry? Oh, man, no Joe Burrow. It's going to be ugly with the Bengals' offense. I mean, besides Tyler Boyd or can you in, in, in Geo, can you even for the rest of the year start any of the Bengals guys? No, I, it's it's everyone takes a step back. The Bengals become the Bungles mm-hmm. again. I'm not sure what to do here because 
I, it seems like the market overreacted, though. Before this, it was three points the other way. Since, since he minus three, now it's plus six. So whenever something like this happens in any sport, just always look, has the market overreacted? So you're telling me Burrow's worth nine points? Nine? Nine? When Carson Wentz went down years a few years back and Foles came in, he was worth seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So then there's, there's multi-levels to this because you say, does it entail just that quarterback that went out, how good he is, or is it the drop-off between him to the backup? And then you start saying, well, how many backups do you really say it's not that deep? Maybe a handful uh, you know, maybe the 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 Fitzpatrick, uh, the Fitzmagic's, the 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 Winston's of the world. Maybe just a handful. Other than that, where's the drop off? So you're telling me nine points? Nine? That's a lot. That's a lot. I think at this point, if you're going to bet, you, you, you if you would have told me a month and a half ago that the Giants are going to be six point favorites, uh, road favorites against anybody, against any, just think yeah. about that. Just think about that. Put that into context because it's real simple to just. Close your eyes and say, man, this is easy right here. The Bengals are going to be struggling. Burrow's out. That's what they want you to think. But when you really close in, you say, man, somebody would have told me a month and a half ago that the, the Giants are going to – I don't care against who – what quarterback. They could have named Finley. They could have named a quarterback in this league a month and a half ago, and they would have said, hey, well, you're going to be a six-point favorite on the road. Would you have done it? You would have said, hell no. Now, all of a sudden, this week, people are piling up for it. Check yourself. Yeah. Good advice there. What do we think about Wayne Gallman? I, I kind of like him as a running back, too, this week. I like him a lot. He's going off, and that's, I think that that's where the points go off, man. He is going off. I think he's the RB2. Cincinnati gives up 5.2 on the ground, 146.6 oh, on the ground per game. I'm seeing uh, Evan Ingram being really high in the tight end ratings this week. Basically, look, the, the Bengals stink on defense. So, you know, if you have anybody on the – even, you know, Sterling Shepard, Slayton, if, if you need those guys this week, I'm talking his flexes. It's a great matchup against Cincinnati. Shepard, check this out. Five of his uh, oh, in five of his non-injury games, he's caught at least six pet catches. So go ahead and fire up the props on him. And then I believe that you can get over the top with Slayton. Yep. He's going to beat him. Check this out. Thirty-nine completions of twenty-plus yards is what they've allowed the opponent. Go ahead and fire up Slayton. He could beat him over the top. This is Moneyline ESPN ninety-seven-five. <laughs> ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Catching up on Twitch a little bit. They want to talk a little bit of recap on this Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight or whatever you want to call it, the scrap. Uh, did you catch any of it, guys? I caught the last two rounds. It was mostly them just kind of holding on each other and hugging. And But I saw Tyson got some good body shots in there. I was following on Twitter and then I didn't realize it, that it was in the contract that no winner would be announced. Like no official winner would be announced. And Twitter was mad that it ended in a draw and it was like if y'all would have just read the the all the reports of the stipulations for this fight it would have said that so that's where i fall because after it ended and then i, I said it was obvious it was obvious this was no man if any cuts would the fight get stopped we're talking about a a, a boxing competition it's an exhibition maybe yeah, yeah. exhibition match we're yeah. talking about 
a cut, one single cut, we could stop this fight? Right then and there, you should have known, okay, something, something's up here. You know what I mean? As soon as a bloody nose, we're out of there. It just, there's no way in hell that Mike Tyson lost that fight yesterday. We know that. But then you think of it in this, you honestly could say, there's no way in hell they were going to even announce a winner. You know, everybody wins here. You heard Tyson <laughs> after the nerve of them even talking about a rematch that with you having a bat right after they announce a draw within minutes, you know, Roy Jones is like, man, I got to get to my family. I'm going to ask them, see how that, how they think I looked. Mike Tyson's over there. Like we all won. This was a win for, for humanity. And I'm thinking that was 15 mil in your pocket. That's what, that's how you won. And we tell, tell the story all the time in Vegas, we see him and he's lined up. I mean, he, he was doing autographs and this isn't just then. I mean, I'm, uh, he does it all the time. Um, my man, Justin Carter, he's a listener to the show. He rolls with the guy that, that actually puts on um, Tyson's uh, signature. He's the guy behind it. Um, he's doing them all the time. And those, they aren't cheap. We saw a line of 250, 300 people lined up outside the MGM Grand. That's just, he, he gets money, but $15 million at one time, it's like, come here. I mean, as much as everybody complained about the draw, most of the reaction was pretty positive, right? Most people, they were entertained for most of the fight. You got questions answered. That's all it was. You you tuned in. I caught myself. I wasn't going to rent it or not, by any means, but then I couldn't find a, a, a bootleg stream, right? So then I, I, someone sent me one, and I was like, I'll watch it like this. So, so I, I wasn't going to pay the 50. The only thing that I needed was to fulfill that question in my head. Does Mike Tyson still have it? You know, everyone that grew up in that era watching him knew that he was different. He was just on another level. So you, you, many of times you've had conversations before he started making this little comeback. You started having conversations. Well, I bet Mike Tyson could beat that guy, you know, or uh, my, would you take a punch for Mike yeah. Tyson for a hundred bucks? Like how many dares have my, or, you know, just, just little speculative dares have come up that Mike Tyson would beat him. Now all of a sudden that it was, it was Mike Tyson's going to fight Roy Jones. It was, it was a more of a, you needing to see it with your own eyes saying, man, does he have it or not? Did you get your answered question, a uh, question answered? For a 50-year-old guy, yeah, he, he does. I'm, I, I'm not going to look like that at 50, obviously, but I don't understand that they keep saying that he lost 100 pounds. That's a damn lie. He kept saying he lost 100 pounds. I'm thinking, if he lost them, then Roy Jones picked him up. <laughs> he did. Well, I mean, remember, Mike was a lot heavier in the hangover. You know what I mean? Like He, he looked like yeah, a hangover. Yeah, you know, he he's definitely dropped some weight, but... What if he fought somebody? What if it was like Holyfield or something like that? Would that make you more interested instead of a rematch? That's I hate the rematch. I'm like, I just watched that. Show me something else. They should have let him fight the winner of the the pre main the co main event, Jake Paul, right? So let's get to that story. Nate Robinson, I got caught on my bookie at plus one eighty odds saying a basketball guy on YouTube. I'm going with the pro athlete. Well, that was the worst decision I ever made. <laughs> I don't even know if Nate Robinson has woken up yet. My man got knocked off his feet. He came off his feet and just laid there for about, you know, 20 seconds motionless. Finally, he snapped two. He was running in there. That's why you think, man, that guy, he could probably fight. You have to be trained. He was running in like a bull with his head down. He, he, he would take two steps forward and just go down. Finally, he just ran into something. It was good night. They should have let those two guys. At this point, though, look, we're in 2020. We're paying $50 to see that. The highlight of the night, Snoop Dogg. That's what I heard, yeah. Let him run for president in 2024. Write him in. He'll win. I thought it was hilarious. He's up there blowing marijuana smoke while he's commentating. All the other commentators are doing this number, and it's dark. You could just see, like, there's, like, a light. And, you know, when light and smoke, like, in a dark room, you could see when that light, it projects that smoke. 
you just see smoke everywhere. And I'm thinking, then he goes out there and performs, and he's still smoking. I'm thinking, what am I watching? I mean, I like this. Then you got A.C. Slater, Mr. Lopez, talking about weed maps. I said, man, what is going on? This is, what has my life come to? I like this, but the day you see A.C. Slater, if somebody would have told me years ago he's going to be doing weed maps, he's I, always going to be A.C. Slater to me. I know people are saying that's Mario Lopez. No, he's A.C. Slater. I think we own that URL, don't we? I, it's, <laughs> anything with maps yes. should be copyrighted for us. Did you see the uh, the Steph Curry tweet? <laughs> so uh, Nate Robinson tweeted out, like, I'm going to shock the world, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Almost immediately, like him and Steph Curry were going back and forth. Like <laughs> Steph Curry retweeted something, and Nate Robinson, like of Nate Robinson being confident about this fight, and Nate replied back, said uh, at Steph Curry, "I'm going to shock the world." And then almost immediately, like right after he got knocked out, Steph replied back, "I see no lies." <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I I didn't expect it. I guess that was the highlight of the night because just to see someone that you've seen in another pro sport just. You know, the, back in the day, man, I forgot what the game was, but you could um, you could fight with, I think it was Shaq Fu, you know, and there was a few athletes they put in there and fight, and you always think, man, I wish that you could see athletes fight. So if you could pick any f- fights right now, you know, I'd, I want to see, you know, Vontez Burfitt go up against somebody. You know, you, there's there's dream celebrity death match, though. That's what, yeah. that's, that, that was a dream come true where you can just throw in a pop star against a heavy metal band. You know, you can see just... Your favorite, I forget, I, th- I saw a kiss fight somebody. It just, they were doing tag team championships. This yeah. Celebrity deathmatch was way ahead of its time. It was. You could see like Marilyn Manson fight Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. Stuff that you're like, man, I would pay to that. I'd pay to that, watch that in real life. You know, they, they need to go ahead and fire this up. I'll pay that same 50. Now, if you paid 50 last night and, and you're thinking you woke up today, like, what the hell did I think about? I mean, just don't do it again. Just at this point, just. It was a waste. Bet on the draw next time. Put it on my bookie. <laughs> Put it on my bookie. Put it on my bookie. And that's all you're going to have to do here. Like, uh, let's see here. Nate got his ass whooped. A.C. Slater said he could smell the fun. Titan Hugo. I'm telling you, all the other guys on the, on the panel, Adesanya was there. A few guys, they just kept looking at him, and they, it was just so smoky. They just kept doing the, <laughs> waving the smoke away from their nose. I'm thinking, this is what it should be. <laughs> it should. Well, I mean, Snoop's got to live up to his reputation. I mean, I'm just saying. All right, now we're getting yelled at. Are you guys going to get into any gambling today? All right. All right, well, you, can we do one real quick before the break? Man, try no, and put it, it this way. We're going to make him wait. Money on my mind is next. Josh has got the flexi segment. You know that's at 11 a.m. We have to loosen it up a little bit. We're going to run through all these games. My man said, y'all need to start talking money. I don't have time for this, okay? So when we get back, we're going to get into money on my mind. I have a few winners for you. Josh has got a few flexi picks. And we're going to try to put you on the right side of things. we got an hour until kickoff. Hey, no, no, no worry. Hey, Grove, we're all good, brother. Hey, you're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Heisman's Trophy winner and College Hall of Fame, Billy Sims. And you're listening to ESPN 97.5. 